Hello, and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I believe everyone should be living the life of their dreams. This show is going to be a weekly dose of magic to help guide you to living your best life. When you feel good, then success in all areas of your life is easy to achieve. I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. This show will be full of personal development stories and skills to help you take your life to the next level. My guests will be health and wellness experts and amazing spiritual beings, as well as everyday people with stories and lessons to help guide you through the ups and downs and help you get one step closer to living the life of your dreams. I want this podcast to be real and unpolished, full of honesty to show the realness of life. Here's to living your best life with gratitude and love. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. And you guys know, if I stop saying I'm so excited for my guest today, then that's when there's no longer a Believe It, Achieve It podcast. But I'm super excited for my guest today. And I will tell you that I was a little nervous to ask him. This was one where I just said, do the ask, Nicole, do the ask. So this is, I will call him my friend because now we are official Facebook friends, which turns us into real friends. But I have Glenn, it's Klausner, correct? Who is a nationally and internationally renowned psychic medium who resides in the NYC. So you've been going through it. And for nearly three decades has been reuniting thousands of people from all over the world with their loved ones who have transitioned. Glenn, welcome, welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. Well, thank you for having me on, Nicole. (laughs) I'm so, so, so excited. I say that every time I have a guest, I'm like, I'm so, so, so excited. That's great. I'm excited to be on your show. (laughs) So I will say pretty much the beginning of Believe It, Achieve It, which this is our 55th recording. I was telling Glenn, this is my 55th recording. Um, I had a dear friend of mine, Gina Ritchie, on my podcast, and we were talking about mediums, and this was before I had met Glenn. So Gina had her young child pass away of cancer. I believe she was around six or eight. And uh, we were just talking about how wonderful life is and about loss and about her, you know, having a reading, a medium. I don't know if we call it a medium reading, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, I had one a long time ago, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know, maybe... A week, a month later, Gina was doing a Zoom party because that's what we did beginning of COVID. Everyone had Zoom parties and I had just come home from the beach and I got a text from Gina and she was like, jump on this Zoom call. And I was like, okay. She's like, my friend's a medium. Lori, her friend Lori was doing the call. And I was like, I mean, who doesn't want to listen to a medium, right? And so I'm on the call, sitting there in my bathing suit, my cover up, eating lunch. And Glenn was on the call. Again, I don't know who Glenn is at the time. And I believe it was your first Zoom you'd ever done, Glenn. So you didn't even know how like to work the camera or anything. And so we're like finishing up our little Zoom party. And at the end of our call, Glenn said, hey, you guys, if you don't mind, can I chime in? I know this isn't my gig. I'm just here for the party. And you had a message for me that was mind-blowing, honestly. Literally like, Stop me in my tracks. Oh my gosh, you can't make this stuff up. 
And I know you get it all the time. So ah, I'm honored to have you here. So tell us a little bit about you, Glenn. Well, thank you for all that, Nicole. I'm honored <laughs> to be here. I'm honored that that reading, which, as you said, Eugenia had Lori on as her guest. And I was just there as a support because Lori and I are friends. So I just figured, hey, you know, and I'm friends with Gina. So I'll just be there. But at that point, I guess your loved one decided to get, get through to me. And I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I got to say something. <laughs> and uh, and then that, that the rest of that is history. So um, and I'm sure well, you get that all the time where people are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it's like, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> right. No, you can't. I mean, it's an amazing thing when you have spirits coming through that are people's loved ones and giving information that there's no way you can Google it you know, anything like that. And you're trusting, as any medium would, trust the information. So, for instance, as an example, I'll just use these candles as a metaphor. If your loved one showed me that these two yellow candles were on your kitchen table and I'm not, I can't even see your kitchen because, let's say, I'm on a telephone call with you. So Yeah, no I don't even think you could see me, like, when you were doing that call because you were like, I don't know how to work this. Was, I don't know what's happening. Right. There was a lot of people on that call, right? So whatever mm. it was. I mean, when I say a lot, there was at least more than a dozen or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. But let's say, you know, your loved one was showing me these two yellow candles sitting on your dining room table like they're sitting on mine. I have to go with that. And even though I may think, well, what's the chance because of that? And then you go, yeah, I just put two yellow candles on my dining room table. I'm like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's really cool. Uh, so tell us, like, when did this start for you? With the minute I dyed my hair jet black. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's sort of the ongoing joke for all these years. Uh, it really was when I was a little boy. I mean, I first was seeing spirits. It was actually my mom's dad who had passed before I was born. And it was a little girl who would have been my little sister that wasn't born. So they were the first two spirits that I actually seen when I was between four and five years of age. And then it, I don't know if it was really so prominent as I was through elementary school, but as I got later on between my ninth and 10th birthdays, which was I still be in elementary school at that point, that's when it really started to open more my psychic senses, feeling, knowing things. I said the story many times, you know, predicting things that have happened and within my own family, which came to pass. And then by the time I got into my teen years, when my last of my grandparents had passed, which was my mom's mom, who herself was very psychic, once she had passed, those psychic senses opened more. And by the time a friend of mine had passed, in my a few years later, who got me my first job working in a little mom and pop pharmacy in Brooklyn, New York, where I grew up, when I started seeing her spirit appear to me and telling me like, "Hey, Glenn, you have a, you're going to be playing a show next Tuesday night in the Village," and I'm like, I would look at my journal, I'm like, I don't have a show playing next Tuesday night. And then like the next day, a promoter that knew me would call me. You are a say, musician. Yeah, I'm also a musician. So the promoter would call me and ask me if I wanted to play his club next Tuesday at, let's say, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, whatever it was. And I just thought, wow. And then it became more and more, and I started seeing other people's loved ones. So it went beyond mine to somebody like you. It went, you know, I remember it was like neighbors of mine. Actually, I started seeing their loved ones. So this all started really transpiring in my very late teens. Wow. And that's where... The spirit more, I started seeing other people's spirits. But prior to that, I would see, like, my own loved ones. But it was more that. And then by the time I got to near my mid-20s, I made it as a professional career. Right, because so, I remember well, I, you I was, saying that you weren't... Where were you working? You were at... 
Were you working at a bookstore or something? Yeah, the very last, the very last, I'll put in quotation marks, regular (laughs) job I had was I was working at Barnes & Noble in Rockefeller Center in New York City. And I would commute in on the express bus from Brooklyn to the city because it was just one straight ride in. I didn't have to deal with trains and all that stuff. And what's interesting, in a quick story about that, working there was at the time, the store was massively big. I mean, it was like three floors. And I wanted to work in the music section of the store where they would sell records and books and to do with music. No, they put me downstairs on the bottom level where the spirituality books was, religious books, philosophy, (laughs) self-help, and mythology. And there was some other kind of section down there too, I think. But in that, that was mine, all those particular sections. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I remember there was a kid I worked with. He was younger than me. And he was into the runes. He was very smart, very bright, very you know, wise young man. And he one day when we were eating lunch in the little lunchroom, he said to me, you know, Glenn, I did a rune reading on you last night at home. And he said, you know what the runes are? I said, well, of course, because I put them out on the shelf all the time in the spirituality section, new age section, whatever. And he said, you know, this, the runes say that you're a medium. Why are you here? You're supposed to be doing readings for a career. And I said, yeah, I know. I've heard that before. And and then it was the, what really one of the clinches was there was a guy named Ted Andrews who's since passed on. Ted Andrews wrote books like Animals Speak, and he had come into the store to do a speaking engagement to promote one of his books. I don't remember which book it was at the time. And I had talked to him and I said, you know, every morning when I wait for the express bus to come into the city, when I'm standing on a corner with a, group, with a small group of people, like half a dozen people to get on the same bus to come into the city, there's crow birds will fly around my head. They don't fly around the other people's head, but they'll go, rah, 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 you know, around my head. <laughs> oh, my and God. Said, and, and he looked at me, he's like, what are you doing here? You're a medium. You're supposed to be doing readings for a career. And I had heard that prior when I went to visit my dad and my stepmother in Fort Myers, Florida. My stepmother took me to a new age bookstore called Planet Earth Metaphysical Bookstore, which I ended up working at eventually when I moved down there. And But at the time when I went, the people there also did a reading on me. It was a guy named John Mayers, who, in a long story short, John Mayers, who's now divorced from his wife, Sandy Anastasia. Sandy Anastasia was John Edwards' mentor. Oh. I no yeah, I had no idea it was John Edward. I didn't find out until I finally moved to Florida, and he started coming up at the same time I was coming up in, in a career. So this guy, John Mayers, was a tower reader and astrologer, and when he was looking at my chart, it was all over my chart about my psychic ability and the music ability too. But he was telling me that I was supposed to be this. And I was kind of still, you know, poo-pooing the idea. Right. Really I want to be a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a rock star. So when I came back, when I came back to New York after staying with my dad and my stepmother for a little bit, and then I had that job at Barnes and Noble. And then all those things just started coming more and more. And once I made that decision, this is what I'm going to do with my life, because it's the signs were all there. I, I quit Barnes & Noble. I didn't even think, well, luckily at the time, I was still living, my mom had a $150 a month apartment in Brooklyn. So luckily I was still wow, living there. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it really worked out. I don't know if I could have pulled that today, but back then it was okay. And then I eventually moved to Florida and my career skyrocketed down there. And I stayed there for nearly a decade. And I've been back here now in New York for 14 years. So it's amazing, really, with the journey when I really think of it. It's a long story. And it's something I would write in my book of how it started from my childhood and the path that people put me on then through the teen years, through the early 20s. 
and to this what it is now nearly 30 years later. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, you know, because so many, look, I talk about it all the time. It's like, listen to the universe, pay yeah. attention to the signs. If you pay attention to the sign, right? Like you could have just been like, literally, the crows were like, <laughs> could they have started pulling your hair and you would have been like, ah. uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's so, so true. So, um, you know, kind of going back to um, how I met you by chance. And, you know, those of you who follow me know that I have lost my boyfriend of 15 years to a gunshot. And that's what you said. And you said, I have to say this, but has anyone in here lost someone to a gunshot to the head? And I was just like, oh. And Gina was like, I saw, she's the only person that knew. I didn't, I honestly didn't even know the other people. I knew a couple of them, but I didn't know everybody on the call. It was literally just like a, and you even said, you were like, and started laughing. And you were like, this guy is funny. And I mean, Mike was the life of the party and the funny guy. And you said, he literally, he's like, if this was John Edwards, he would have like pushed through, you know, at a <laughs> seminar with thousands of people. You said he would have pushed right through and gotten right to the front of the table. So it totally made sense that he was legit like, I'm not letting you get off the call until you say this to her. <laughs> right, right. But it was so incredible. And, and you know, so many people, and I believe someone asked on that call that I, I remember that call. At word for word. I know you don't remember that call because you do this for a living, right? And someone had asked about, you know, they were a Christian. I'm a Christian. And they were like, so many people, I think, fear that this is like devil worship to put it, you know, I hate to even use those words. And I'm like, I'm a Christian woman. You know, I don't feel, I didn't feel any way, shape or form that I was doing something wrong, but you talked about it that day. Someone had asked you that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Glenn, you just hit the nail on the head, you know? So it's not unchristian like, right? Like this isn't, this is just literally you giving messages to people who have lost a loved one that is, you can't, you would have never, you didn't even know me. So you can't, it's not like anything you could have known or researched or whatever. I'm just Nicole Winley from Jacksonville, Florida, you know, like, <laughs> so yeah. it was, you literally hit some massive, massive points that were nothing I could make up, you know? <laughs> so, and I know you get that all the time. So how does it happen? Like, how do you just like, Stop people, are you the, the Long Island medium, right? Where you just no, like no. interject? <laughs> and, and first of all, and I appreciate your comment very much because to me, like, you know, even when somebody says to me, wow, you have an, a real great gift. And I'm like, well, thank you for that. But the, I believe that I have an amazing ability and it comes from spirit. I don't take the credit for it. You know, I take the credit that I'm the listener and I, I feel I am a good listener to spirit and dialoguing everything that they're saying to me word for word for verbatim I don't alter anything the only time I sometimes I may want to alter a word is to like a spirit curse I don't really want to curse in a because somebody's paying me and I kind of like I, I want to try to keep it as you know I wasn't I even paying you I yeah, there was no, no money no. this was I, I'm not talking about you I'm talking about just in general when somebody's paying me for real if the spirit's uh -huh. like oh I don't want to do that because it's like, I, I don't come from that school way thing. I mean, I not to say I don't curse. I do curse, but in a reading, I don't want to do that so much. So, but in, 
the real gift is the healing that it brings to people like yourself. When you get those messages from your loved one, that's the true gift. So as far as like doing, you know, when I'm out and about, you know, like you asked a question, if I'm like Teresa Caputo, loyal me, not at all. Nothing like that. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I don't have the nails and the hair. I mean, I have good hair. Hey, you have the hair. I do have a good head of hair. And, uh, and I don't wear makeup, you know. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, I wore eyeliner when I played gigs, you know, when I was younger. But uh, the, the thing is, no, because I, I really enjoy having my personal and private life. So when I'm out and about in public sense, I don't do that. If somebody is aware of who I am, it has happened over once in a while. It has happened. Like I'll give you a perfect example of something. A couple of years ago, a neighbor on my block, I was sitting, I was sitting on a park bench in the neighborhood and a neighbor that lives on my block had come over to me and says, Hey, Glenn, is it true that you're a medium? And I said, yeah. And he, another neighbor of ours on the block had told him that because he always just thought I was a musician, especially when my hair is down and all, you know, whatever. Rock shirts, kind of thing. I mean, this is a regular dress shirt, rock shirt, whatever. But, um, so, you know, he told me that his mom had passed and from Alzheimer's and and all that. And I said, listen, listen, don't tell me anything because if I ever do a reading for you, I want it to come from her. So at that moment, and, you know, he was carrying a lot of the grief and the guilt about, you know, that his mom, he felt that his mom didn't know he was in the room because of the condition that she was in at the time of transition. So what happened at that moment, his mom is appearing in front of me. She says, hi, my name is Margaret. He's one of three children that I have. So I said to him, because he said to what happened before I said that he, she said that to me, she goes, so if I have a read with you, will she tell you what my nickname is? And I go, it doesn't work like that. It, it might. She might come out with a nickname, but I wouldn't bank on it. Let her come oh, out. Yeah. With her. Yeah. No, it's them. So at that moment, I said, well, if this is your mom, she's standing here. She says that her name is Margaret. And you're one of three children. And his mouth dropped and he started crying and saying that his mom's name was Margaret. And he is one of three children to her. And then he just felt like I could see that all the stuff that he was carrying, all that emotion, all that pain, I saw that it left him at that moment. So that to me was also the gift. But like I said, that was probably like, like one of the very rare being out in public kind of scenarios that that has happened to me where I'm just sitting on a bench in the street. But typically I won't go up to people and do that. No. <laughs> I mean, you got realize well, again, that like we were on a Zoom call and we were talking about Lori does a lot more like with the readings and angelical yes, stuff. Yes, yeah. so she's, like, yeah. she's not so much as a medium as myself. You know, right. I mean, she gets she gets stuff from spirit, but my total gig is being a meme talking to people's deceased loved ones. Mm-hmm. So, so it wasn't and, like we were just having a, a we were literally talking as I just picked up this crystal. I don't know why. I yeah, picked this up. And, <laughs> and also, just I just want to clarify something. You know, uh, in Teresa Caputo's case, you got to remember that that's a television show, and that's what she's paid to do. Right. To go up in the grocery store and randomly, right. There's a right. camera crew. <laughs> exactly. And they have to get paid as well. So, but that, and I, I don't knock that. That's what her show is. That's what she chose to do. And that's okay. You know, but me, when I go to the grocery store, I just want to go in there and get groceries. And if I see somebody I know like yourself, it's like, Hey, how are you? What's happening? How's, you know, how are you? How's your life? How's your family? What, what, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I don't want to play Mr. Medium 24 hours a day either. Right. Like, I don't like to be a coach all the time either, because <laughs> like I'll say stuff and I'll go, that was that was the coach in me. Sorry. <laughs> but I don't always be coaching my friends all the time. They're going to be like, get off my ass, Nicole. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So I love it. So explain, like, say someone calls you and they schedule an appointment. Like, how does it go? Okay, so when I do a reading... You know, because so many people see the Teresa Caputo or they see the John Edwards or they see the other guy that was on Bravo and he would write stuff down. Do you know what I'm talking about? He would scroll mm, George Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> George, Anderson, George Anderson was really kind of one of the... Him and Suzanne Northrop, who I know. I, I know I know Suzanne Northrop personally. I was on her show when she had a show and she was on my show when I had a radio show. They were kind of like the pioneers prior to James Van Prague and John Edward and Teresa Caputo and all these other mediums. And so they kind of set that, you know, which is great. I, I mean, I commend all of them because they kind of, they paved the way for people like myself. So if any of them are listening, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, well, but like but, you don't go into the room with the crystal ball and no. have all, all the incense burning and all of that. You're just a regular guy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I could bring out a crystal, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm holding one too. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, I don't do that. I don't have a turban. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's such a misconception about that. What I'm, I'm what they call a mental medium. There's two different kinds of mediums. There's a mental medium, and physical medium. Physical mediums are very rare. They're the kind of ones that you'd almost see like in the movie Go where when whoopies all those spirits are coming trying to come into her body you don't want that mental meme is where spirits are dialoguing by blocks of thought they're using words they're using visuals they're using different things in, in a medium's frame of reference so like if if your boyfriend the guy that had passed let's say he started singing a whole lot of rosie by acdc putting in my head he's aware that i'm aware of acdc and i'm aware of that song so he can easily pop it into my awareness, right? Whereas if he was talking about some band that I had no idea of, you know, even in rock and roll, it was some band, like a he real heavy metal band, I have no idea who they are. It would be a tough time to get it through to me because I wouldn't relate to it. So what, what a lot of spirits do, they work within a frame, the reference, John Edward has said this too, but they work in a medium's re uh, frame of reference. So like if your mom looked like Mary Tyler Moore, I know what Mary Tyler Moore is. And you may say to me, I don't know who Mary Tyler Moore is, which is possible. I've right. had that with And then I tell the client, go on Google and look up Mary Tyler Moore and whoever it is. And uh -huh. they'll look up and they go, oh, yeah, my mom looks exactly like her. And they're like, how do you get that? And I'm explaining because thank goodness I grew up in pop culture. I can work with it. You know? so, <laughs> right. And, that, and the spirits are clever. They know, you know, how to work that. So, so they use that in the frame of reference. Sometimes so they give you like a... What do you get? Like, do they get? Well, I mean, like, for instance, certain spirits will use words to me that I don't even use. And when I say my regular vocabulary, I mean, when I'm not even working, there are certain words that I never even use. And spirits will use some words that are very crafty. And the client will say to me, you know, my dad or my mom or whoever it is, their husband or what, use those exact words. So that's always impressive to me because sometimes they'll say a word that I don't even know what it means. And I have to look it up and they go, oh, it makes sense to what they're talking about in that moment. Oh, so yeah. So there, you're like, are you, do you, do you see things? Yeah. Here? Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a mixture. So when I see the visual, I can tell like if the spirit's standing here and let's say they did look, the woman looked like Mary Tyler Moore, I will describe that. If she sounded like, hi, you know, kind of like, <laughs> yeah. I will emulate that. But if the woman was like, hello, <laughs> you know, I'll do that too. So, uh, you know, it, it varies from spirit to spirit. I don't hear them the way you and I hear each other. The only beings that I hear more clearer like that are my own loved ones. But 
people's other people's loved ones. I could tell like if someone's father had an accent and they were British or Irish. And if that comes through to me, then I say it, you know, and I say, oh, you know, your dad had a British accent. And they're like, yes. But, you know, there's so many different even in Britain, there's so many different. The accents are so different when you listen to the people who are British, just like the Americans accents sound very different in all parts of the country. It's so unique. The physically living is such a unique experience as well, because when you look at all the different people, what they look like, the different animals, even if you take two chihuahuas, like you have that chihuahua sleeping near you, you bring another one that looks exactly like him, they'll have totally two different personalities. Do you communicate with animals as well? Yes. Oh, I mean... Oh, so I, my soulmate is my chihuahua, Duke, that is sitting here that I showed you. I have recently rescued a new little nugget. She's now sitting in my lap, Duchess. But Duke is legit my soulmate. (laughs) And, you know, some people get it. Some people don't. Like, I was at a vet appointment with him. We had to go see a neurologist for him. And Duke was sitting in my lap and I'm listening to the doctor saying everything. And he stops and he takes his glasses off and he said, I'm literally waiting for Duke to talk to me. <laughs> right. And they do talk. They communicate telepathically. I mean, of course, outside of a bark that you hear out of a dog, but they do communicate telepathically. Uh, all, all animals do. Wow. Wow. So like Dr. Doolittle? Yeah. I mean, plants do too. If you talk to them, they will talk back. They listen. They know what you're saying. Uh, and it's I like, didn't... it's almost like, it's like the, there's a thing called the Dr. Emoto who had this thing about the hidden, the messages in the water. So like, if you say the word love to the plant, like, like here, I love you. The plant will hear it. But if you go the opposite way, the plant's going to hear you too. It's just like the same thing with what we do with, with animals. I see many times where, you know, I'll say to somebody, I see their dog. I'm like, is your dog okay? And they're like, yeah, he's getting old. I'm like, well, now I understand why the dog is schlepping along down the street because you're going, he's getting old. It's like the vocabulary we say to ourselves. Too, well, right? Said, yeah, right. Same thing. So you know, unless you say to the dog, oh, you're such a puppy, you know, <laughs> it, it, it kind of is just setting the frequency up. But when you're saying, when, even when humans do that, they go, I'm getting so old. Well, <laughs> That's yeah. what's going to happen. The body starts going, you're right, point. Oh, oh. So aside from that amazing chat I got to have with you, I was on another chat with you and you guys, I don't even know what that Zoom call, I don't know if it was one that you did or one that Gina was doing, but we were on another call and we were all talking about COVID. And at the time, you, and I believe it was Lori, I don't want to say that if it wasn't, but look, I don't even, it was like beginning of COVID, like COVID was barely even like rocking and rolling. And y'all were talking about having two waves and that we would have one wave and then it would relax a little bit and another massive wave. And then it would, you know, dissipate. And I was like telling people, I was like, all right, I'll say this now. (laughs) because right if I would have said it back then they would have been like oh you're crazy Nicole what are you even doing and I'm like I will tell (laughs) y'all because that is kind of and essentially what happened here in Florida it was like the first and then the second and then it's kind of kind of leveled off and I'm like wow you know when, when you see when you hear that and so many people like when I said I'm recording with my friend Glenn who's a medium and everybody every single person has a reaction it's either 
oh my gosh, I can't wait to listen. Oh my gosh, I need a reading. That's what you usually get. How do I get in touch? I need a reading. And, or they tell me about their experience with a medium. I've never really heard anyone say they had a bad experience. But I know sometimes, right, that you don't, do you not have people come through? Yeah, it happens. There's two things when you just said. So one, when you said that people will say, I need to have a reading, I would disregard that statement. It's like, if you want to, if somebody would love to have a reading with me, because they'd love to connect their loved ones, that's the better approach, especially if you're writing me an email, because if I see an email that says, I'm desperate to talk to you, I will not read that person. Really? Yeah, because from experience, it's not because I'm being judgmental towards the person. I just know from experience that if somebody's writing to me, I'm desperate to have a reading as if I'm their last hope, no matter what I'll tell them won't suffice. I've been down that road. So if someone's coming to, like sometimes I get emails from somebody and they write, I would love to have a reading with you. I know that that reading's going to be fine. But if it's, I understand people want to have this need to connect with a loved one. But if there's this desperation, like I'm their only hope or, you know, whatever it is, it, the expectations, the bar is too high that I may not be able to give you that result. And I've had that where, you know, I can give a client all the stuff that the spirits give me and they will like, does my mom have anything else to say to me? I'm like, I just spent an hour telling you all this stuff. Like, and I'm not saying that sarcastically. I'm saying no, that. No, I like, get it. Yeah. It's like, what do you, else do you want me to, I'm not going to puppet a spirit to tell you what your ears want to hear. So you got to take, like, if your mom came to me and she said, hi, my name's Helen. And you know, that's your mom's name. I'm not going to make something else up like that. Your mom watched you tie your sneakers this morning. I, I'm just, that's not how I work. And so I'm very, like, very direct when I work with clients. I'm very loving and very caring, of course, and empathetic. And also I just allow it to free flow because if you force a reading to happen, it won't work. It's like anything in life. If you meet somebody to be a partner with and you go on a date and you're trying to force that person to be in a relationship with you, and they're like, oh, I'm not into you at all. And you're like, I've had that with clients. Like, I went on a date with this person. Is this person going to, like, call me? I'm like, no, they're not into you. You think it's going to happen to me in six months? No, they're not into you. Let it go. Be open <laughs> that, to somebody hey, that else. Movie, he's just not that into you. <laughs> or she or whatever it is. And, you, and it, it happens because the human ego tries to categorize or box, you know, these different things into a certain way or being. But I found from my own personal life and my own experiences that the best way to just live is to try to just flow you know, and go with the flow and, and be in the moment and appreciate what does happen in life, your life, especially the good stuff, of course. And you can appreciate the stuff that's not so great because we all go through it. But to when you have a reading with someone like myself, the information that comes through that's useful, appreciate that. If your mom didn't tell you, hey, I saw you buy a new pair of shoes this morning, don't be disappointed by it. You know, look at what did come through as opposed to what didn't come through. And that's what's really important. But again, I think that somebody really would love to have a reading with someone like myself, that's the better approach than going, I need to have a reading because it's like saying, I need a cup of coffee and your body, you know, it's sort of like, then your body is like wanting more coffee and then it's not satisfied. Same thing with anything in life. Right, right, right. Whereas, you know, you get the email from the person that's like, I've been wanting to do this. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But when I see, like, again, if I see the words, I'm desperate to have a reading with you, I will not read that person. Oh, makes sense, though. It makes sense. Yeah. Because I don't want to waste their time, and I don't want to waste my time in that sense. It's not that I don't, you know, it's not that I'm not looking 
could help somebody in the ring. It's just that I know that approach. I know how it is from experience. It's the same thing if I met a girl who said, I need to be with you for you to be my boyfriend. I'd be like, see ya. <laughs> right? There's no, right? Isn't that what they say about Jerry Maguire? That that was like, we all said it was the best line ever. You had me from hello? No. Well, oh my God. Now I'm forgetting it. It was something about, oh my gosh, Glenn, help me out. Well, the only two lines I remember for that movie when she goes, you know, you had me from hello. And when he's saying to Cuba, Good, show me the money. That's oh, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the only lines I but we shouldn't that. need anybody. Oh, you complete me. You complete me. <laughs> right, right. You complete me. And that's a crock, you know. I mean, it's, right. nice, it's nice to feel, you know, happy in a relationship and you're with somebody that makes, you know, a friend or whatever it is. But yeah, you're like, you complete me. It's like, what happens when that person physically dies right or or maybe just decide they don't want to be in that relationship anymore and they go on somewhere else so i think it's just saying hey i'm, I'm enjoying you in this moment i appreciate you i'm in gratitude the experience and you just in that scenario as opposed to thinking like are we going to be together in 50 years from now there's no guarantee that to say to somebody yeah you'll be together with them for 50 years not yeah who knows or more yeah. You know, I want and, to, and I want to, right? Sure. You can want sure. To. It's, a great, it's a wonderful thing to want to be, be in a relationship for a long time. And there's somebody that you can grow and evolve with. You have to, I always think about that. Like what kind of relationships do you want to be around and cultivate? You know, I look at the same thing in the social media world, like what the friends that you want to have in that circle, your tribe, what do you want to be around? Do you want to be around people that are inspiring or you want people that are just tearing everybody else down? Mm-hmm. What kind of friendships do you want to have around you and cultivate? Mm-hmm. And, I, get and that. I, I, I get that from Jim Rohn, right? It's to stand guard at the doorway of your mind. And I say, stand guard at the doorway of your social media. And we get to create what comes yeah. in. <laughs> and it's, it's not just on social media. It's also off social media out in the world because, you know, I think it's a vibration also that we're carrying sometimes and, you know, everything's a mirror in a lot of ways, a mirror reflection of how we're feeling and thinking. And sometimes we will attract certain people to us as situations as mirror reflections and as, as great teachers, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other different discussion. <laughs> hey, we can have part one, part two, part three. Absolutely. Part one. <laughs> Anytime. So, Glenn, do you do group or just one-on-one? Uh, you mean like romantically or do you? Ah, uh, well, I mean, uh, that's a whole other conversation, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I do, uh, hey, my mind goes there too. <laughs> I had to have a little fun. So it, now that we're in the Gemini Zodiac side, the Gemini is like the twins, you know, they say it's like the two thoughts. But I do both private readings and group readings as well. Yes. Uh-huh. So- and I used, to do, I used to do a lot of seminars as well prior to... COVID, but I haven't done a seminar, a group seminar in person in a really long time. Oh, don't you miss, I, I don't know if you miss it necessarily, but I certainly miss yeah. group activities and seminars and events and all of that stuff. I miss it so much. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm sitting here looking at your, your resume per se, but it's like, wow, like you've been there, done that. You've been, you're the real deal. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're the real deal. Ah! <laughs> and making people smile, right? Yeah. <laughs> so is it common for somebody to schedule a reading and it doesn't have to be in person, clearly, 
and especially nowadays, everything's virtually. But is it very common that you don't get anything? Or is it the person's energy? Is it the person blocking? It's a rarity, you know, when I do a reading. I, I had this recently where a person who I was to do a reading with, when I got on the phone with her, she had asked me, she says, hey, what if no one comes through? And I says, well, I'll tell you what, the universe will match that thought. So I said, so if you'd like to have a, a productive reading and a positive one, you just be open to people that come through, even if it's someone that you didn't like, because that does happen. You can get a relationship with Ooh. somebody that you had a fallen out with. Not every relationship's hunky-dory, as you know, on earth. You can have a parent that you had a bad relationship with or whatever, a spouse or a friend or whomever. Oh, and, wow. and that, I've dealt with a lot of readings that unfortunately there have been a lot of relationships that were not the greatest between people, but it's healing at the same time. So as far as does no one come through, I say that again, if you go into that mindset, it very likely could happen that no one comes through. The only time that sometimes maybe really a spirit won't come through with me is because they don't meet the spirit because they have as much free choice and free will as you and I do that they may not want to dialogue to a medium. They may not want to dialogue to that loved one. They may not be ready to communicate back to somebody here for whatever whatever the reason is. It doesn't mean that they don't love it. And the thing is that, you know, we have to remember both with living people on earth as well as animals, like your dog's sleeping there, still sleeping. Duke is still sleeping. Duke is sound asleep. (laughs) Can you imagine saying to him right now, you're my dog, you're supposed to be awake. I'm doing this podcast with Glenn. Why are you sleeping? Right. You wouldn't do that to him. You let him sleep. He's sleeping. So we have to just have the same thing with people. It's like to realize just because someone is your loved one that's physically alive or deceased doesn't mean that they have to interact with you or be awake. You know, like now while you're doing a podcast, why aren't you listening to my show, Duke? You're supposed to be awake. Right. Like you had a message for me, aside from us talking about my boyfriend, you had a message for me for you didn't know who, you just said, write this down. And it took me a minute to figure it out, but it was my grandfather talking to my uncle. And then when it hit me, I was like, oh my God, I've got to call Christopher right now and tell him this, you know? And that was just, you said, hey, I need you to write this down. It might, you might not get it right now. And then after I got off the phone with you and process, or after I got off that call, I was and processed everything. I was like, oh, it happens a lot. One, it happens a lot. One of my clients, their husband and wife, they've been clients of mine for years since their son, one of their sons passed away and the other day i actually did a reading for them and it was one point you know i remember that there's who their son is and he passed and he comes through and so but i always ask him to give me stuff that you know he wouldn't have done before so you know it looks authentic even though they trust me but it looks authentic that it really is they're still their son i'm not just making him up because i know them and i know who he is so he said he was showing me Froggy, the kid on the Little Rascals. If you ever saw the Little Rascals, there was a kid called Froggy that had that voice, hello. <laughs> right? And I'm like, do you know what that means? And I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't know what the, what is he doing. Well, I get an email from the woman yesterday. She wrote me back, hey, thanks for the reading the other day. It was totally spot on. I figured out what the froggy thing was a day later. Uh, <laughs> so, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember you telling, and then it was like, boom. Oh, my. Like, it was like, Wow. Yeah. You know, and so then I was able to pass that message on to my uncle, and he's uh, like speechless. You know. Yeah, if I can share a funny story that even happened to me, talk oh, about it. Of course, yes. So when my mom was still on Earth, there was a medium who ended up actually reading for me after my mom passed. But prior to my mom's passing, this medium was talking to me socially. You know, sort of like the way you and I are talking socially, mm-hmm. and she said to me, "Hey, Glenn, I've got." 
this woman here who says her name is Ruth and she's a cousin of your mom. So I'm like, Ruth. And I'm thinking of all the cousins that my, I heard my mom always talk about that I knew, didn't know them personally, but I knew what their names were. And I knew some of the pictures of what they looked like because my mom had photos of them. And I'm thinking, Ruth. And she's like, yeah, she was some sort of a model or something. I'm thinking, well, my mom has a cousin who was a Miss America, but she was still alive on the, at the time. And I'm going, who is it? She says, her name is Ruth. I'm like, all right, I'll write it down, Ruth. And she, she says, well, she just wanted your mom to know that she loves her and she's around her, you know, during this time period of that your mom's going through stuff. And so I called my mom up and I said to her, hey, listen, you know, I says, this friend of mine is a medium, gave me a message. And I said that this cousin of yours named Ruth came through, who was some sort of a model. And I just wanted you to know she loves you. She's around you. She goes, Oh, yeah. She says, Ruth was my friend when we were children. She was a hat model. I go, oh, right. I totally <laughs> forgot that my grandma, this girl Ruth's mom and my grandmother were friends. So my mom and this girl Ruth grew up together. And they just used to call each other cousins, but they really weren't cousins. Uh-huh. And I, it, like at that point, even for myself, at that moment, I felt like doink. <laughs> like, and I remember my mom used to talk about this girl Ruth. Oh, my friend Ruth used to give me, her, you know, she was a hat model. She used to give my, because mom, my mom and her were like the same size in clothing. So I guess Ruth had nice clothes. And so sometimes when she was like, you know, maybe she wore a skirt and she didn't want it anymore. She would give it to my mom or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And then like, I, so even if she was away, and this was not that long, this was actually like in the early two thousands. And uh, so it was like 20 years, almost 20 years ago, but I laughed because I've gone, who's this Ruth that my friend is talking about? Like, you know, Oh my gosh, I even was doing that. So my stepdad is one of nine and my sister and I were kind of rattling off all the names of everybody. We're kind of going through everyone. And she goes, and I'm like, wow, there's one left. She goes, well, Jim. And I go, who the hell is Jim? And Jim's my stepdad. <laughs> right, right. So it's I, like I, you're, when you're like concentrating and I we still laugh at that. Who the hell I is think, Jim? No, it's funny. I think one of my favorite moments in doing a ring was when I was living in Florida, I did a seminar it was a month after 9-11 had happened. I did this seminar in Bonita Springs, Florida. Oh, wow. At this unity church. And it was, it could only see 100 people, but it, it sold out that people were sitting on the floor. There was probably about 100, somewhere between 130 and 140 people sitting on the floor, about the other 30 or 40 people sitting on the floor because the room only could seat 100. And I went, there was a woman like in front of me, like the way you are here on Zoom. And I went to her and I said, hey, I've got this guy here. He says, he's your Uncle Frank. And she says, I don't have an Uncle Frank. And at that moment, I really felt like John Edward. I was like a piranha. I was like, yes, you do. But she's like, no, I don't. I go, yeah, you do. And she's like, no, I don't. And I go, yes, you do. And she's like, and I give her these messages. And she's like, the messages are all right, but I don't have an Uncle Frank. And I go, yes, you do. And she's like, yeah. So if I like, I, after I go, okay, forget it. So I, I now gave her the message, I give her, and I move on to somebody else. Like that's this in this direction to me, off to the right back. And that person is getting message from a loved one that was out there. The lady that I had just read prior raises her hand and she goes, excuse me, I'm sorry. She goes, you're right. I do have an Uncle Frank. It's my mom's sister's husband. Oh. But it wasn't her blood uncle. It was her, right, you know, right. it was her aunt's husband, her blood aunt's husband, which is her, but it was really her Uncle Frank. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to be, a, you know, snarky or sarcastic. Anything. I was so convinced this guy's name was Frank and I wasn't budging. I've had this where I could say to somebody, you have a brother named Zachary and they're like, you mean Abraham? I'm like, no, that's all the way to the other end of the alphabet. Zachary. <laughs> that's, oh, right. so, yeah. So don't try, don't try to make it fit. If I said Andy, you said to me, well, hold on. My dad's name is Randy. I can go, okay. I missed the R. I got Andy. Right. 
but don't call if I go Zachary, don't go Abraham. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, that's hilarious. Oh gosh, Glenn, you're so funny, right? And your wit to me is amazing. And I love your references because it kind of just like you go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because there were, you know, there were times where, you know, and even listening to you give readings to the other people that day. And uh, I mean, that conversation went on, I think, for like two hours. And it was completely unexpected. It was wild. It was, that is, the beauty of the universe, the world, whatever it is, the higher power, the, the spirits, as you as you would say, right, all in alignment for me that day, and I'm sure for everyone else that was on the call. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. A beautiful, I mean, beautiful. I still talk about that moment when the subject comes up or someone, I feel like most people right? Most people are kind of skeptical of the medium, right? Yeah. Well, uh, my dad even, who's, you know, since passed on, he was very skeptical. He wasn't skeptical of me as his son, but he was skeptical, like, his life after death. And Bob Olson, whose website, bestpsychicmediums.com, that I've been featured in for nearly 20 years, this year is actually 19 years that I've been on this website. He was one of the biggest skeptics I ever read for. Oh, you know, and he tested me to be in his website. And I was like, I didn't know who he was. Never heard of me at his brand new website. And I figured, hey, it couldn't hurt. Why not? You know, and I, and to this day, it's so funny. I was just talking about this on a radio show interview that I did last week. That when I finished his reading, he said to me, okay, well, you passed my 15-point test. You know, I never asked him what that is. I still, to this day, do not know what that 15-point test is. And to be honest with you, I never want to know what it is because it would. It, I like the mystique in it. Actually, mm-hmm. it's sort of. It's sort of like you know. I look at it the way like when Kiss wore makeup. I didn't know what they looked like, like without makeup. No, so right? Like, like Sia. Like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the mystique of it. Yeah, Sia doesn't want us all to know what she looks like. <laughs> right. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah, that's wild. It's it's all so wild, and and so many people. Yeah, you get that like. Oh, come on. And then you have a reading and you're like, I can't make this crap up, you guys. No, no. Matter of fact, I mean, I'll tell you something funny if we have time. Yeah. And so the same medium I was telling you about that had did the read for me, but were about this uh, cousin Ruth about for my mom and my mom was still on earth. When my mom had transitioned to see the medium in particular, who I haven't talked to in many, many years, she called me to offer her condolences to my brother and I about my mom's passing. She knew my mom was in a hospital for that week prior. And then when my mom passed, I wrote in my website that time, I asked for people not to call me for a week because I didn't, I was already scheduled to do a couple of radio shows that week. So I didn't want to do any readings, you know, and I was already even at the radio people I had told at the time, I said, I don't want to do any on-air readings at that moment. So but I was willing to be interviewed. Anyways, what happened is this particular medium, she called me to offer her condolences. And she said to me, you know, Glenn, I think I got your mom here. She started saying something to me. And I go, no, that sounds like my mom's mom, my grandma. She goes, oh, that's Ro- her name's Rose. I go, yes. So then she started giggling and she said, okay, wait a minute. I think this is your mom. And I go, well, what are you hearing? She says, because you see the day before my mom passed, let me just backtrack for a quick second. The day before my mom had passed away, I said to her, if you ever go through a medium, feel free to give them something that, of course, I would know. I didn't tell my mom what she should say or not say. I just said, feel free to give them whatever that I would know it's you. So 
when my friend at the time had called me and she said, well, I, you know, Glenn, I'm a mom of three children. She had, at the time, her kids were teenagers. She had two sons and a daughter. And she said, I can't picture saying this to my own sons. I go, what are you hearing? She says, your mom says that when you were first date, you were teenager first dating girls. Your mom told you to wear two condoms when having sex with a woman. I go, oh my God. I go, it's true. She goes, it's true. I go, yeah. She goes, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. She goes, your mom actually said that to you? I go, yes. She goes, what did you respond with? I said, I told her to be too stiff. (laughs) But it gets even better. It gets better. So she says, hey, Glenn, your mom is saying that like a year ago when you were visiting her in a nurse, because my mom was a nursing home at that time, that she, you had just, which was true. I was engaged and I had just broke up with the girl I was engaged with. And so now I was dating again. And my mom said to me, Hey Glenn, and this now keep in mind, this is now like 15, 16 years later. My mom says to me, Hey Glenn, listen, remember what I always told you, wear two condoms when having sex with a girl. And she said, so the fact that the medium got that twice from my mom, both timelines, a 15 year gap or 16 year gap of time, I thought that was amazing. And she said, I, your mom really said that to you? He was like, oh, man. I go, yeah, yeah. She goes, I, as I told her the same thing I told her when I was a teenager. And she goes, I can't believe that your mom actually had that conversation. I go, yeah. <laughs> That's so, something you know, my dad would say to me. <laughs> but, but, what was, but to me, what the greatest thing with that was, it was so comforting to me because not that I would doubt that my mom would come through. You know, I found it very comforting to me that my mom could have said anything Thing else that I could have known it was her, but she chose to use a kind of a funny story, right? And a very quirky one, obviously, and the one that no one knew of. I never told my family or friends. <laughs> now I tell the story, so you know, like very nonchalantly. But back then, I never told anybody. Oh, this one mom said to me. So when the medium came up with that from my mom, I was like, wow. I was actually myself. I was amazed. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I mean, you know, I can sit here and say, you blew my mind on everything that you were saying. But also real quick, because I know we've been chatting for quite some time, but can I ask you real quick? I I just, these are rapid fires, right? Like, what about like signs? Like you see a flower that reminded you of someone or you're like, how did this freaking quarter end up on my back porch? Like, I don't even know how that, you know, like... (laughs) Well, I can, you know, I can use this from my own experience because I, I've had the science so I can share it. Here's a perfect example. As you know, Nicole, I live in New York City. Mm-hmm. There are a lot, anybody who knows New York City knows that there's lots of yellow taxi cabs. And on these taxi cabs, mm-hmm. there are, they have numbers on the plate. There's three numbers and a letter in the plate. Well, a couple of times I've seen my mom's birthday and a letter that maybe not her, to do with her. Yesterday, here's a perfect example. Her brother, my uncle Carl, he lived here in New York City. He, him and my mom were born and raised here. And so I'm walking to my corner where I live and I'm getting to like, and I was in one of those, I, I think in that moment I was feeling a little funky. I had a little funky moment going on in myself. And as I was ready to cross the, sh- the light, if you see this, I'll show you. I'm sitting here at the corner. This taxi cab goes by past the light because I, I had to wait till the light changed for me to cross. And the cab said seven T, which T means nothing, but it says 7T13 on it. And I couldn't take the photo fast enough. But that's not the first time I've seen 713 on a cab, which is my uncle's birthday. So it's things like that. And I wasn't even thinking of my family. I wasn't asking mm-hmm. for a sign. But I know because my uncle, see, my uncle was a psychologist and he rehabbed substance users. I don't have a substance issue. But, but because of his psychology knowledge, I know that was his way of saying, get out of your head. 
Mm, right. So you understood the message. So there are messages. There are signs. Like I live in Jacksonville, Florida, suburbs, or, you know, close to the beach. And I was going to yoga the other morning, just a random morning. Literally, I think the yoga studio, if I exaggerate, it's five miles from my house. Like it's just, you know, down one road, make a turn and make another turn. And so my ex was a firefighter and I'm not even lying to you. I think I counted like 12 fire trucks or ambulances that passed me that day. I was like, what in this world? I don't see 12 in a month. I don't see 12 in three months. I was like, if am I supposed to, are you just saying hi? Are you telling me I need to go home and not leave the house today? Am I having a heart attack? I go, <laughs> what's happening? But after I thought about it, I was like, he's just like trying to get my attention, right? Like it didn't make me uh, scared after the fact, but I do like, you'll hear that song at the, and you're like, whoa, you know, like did that song come on at that time? Is it a coincidence or is it a sign? Is it a coincidence? Is it a sign? Well, it could be either or, you know, and in those cases, also the songs, you know, my brother is also a musician. And sometimes I remember a while ago, sometimes I'd be thinking about my brother and who's alive and I would put on the radio and one of the songs that he played on would come on the radio or I'd walk into a store and that song was playing mm-hmm. and, uh, and I would just go, okay. And then maybe like a few minutes later, I would get a text message from him like, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> So it's like, you know, those kinds of things are sort of funny, but, you know, it's hard to say sometimes, are they coincidence? Are they, you know, they could be signs hello. You had to ask yourself in that moment, like I said, about the taxi cab with my uncle's birthday on there yesterday, which again, is not the first time I've seen his numbers on a taxi cab out of 15,000 yellow taxi cabs. Right. uh, There's one or two. Yeah, I'm not looking for, sometimes I even see my own birthday on a taxi cab, you know, and I giggle at that. So I think it's sort of the way of just, you know, it could be their hello. It, you have to tune in and ask them what they're looking to communicate because it, in the case, like with seeing those fire trucks, it could be a warning. It could be a warning of something, or it could just be them because he had that occupation, him just saying hello. Mm-hmm. I figure he'll show you more than one fire truck. I mean, I was like, this is bananas. <laughs> and it was yeah. the rescue. It was the fire truck. It was the ladder. It was the ladder with the, t- I was like, okay. Just throw them all at me today. I'm paying attention. Yeah. The, the whole thing is that there's two things. One is love never dies. And even if there was a problem in a relationship with somebody at the core, you know, sometimes people from the get-go have problems with somebody, but then they can grow into a loving relationship or sometimes it started off as a loving relationship and it, didn't, it went south. But at the core of all of us, there's love that's there. So love never dies. And our loved ones really, as I've said, even on my website, they really only are a heartbeat and a thought away. So they are around us. I mean, like, you know, maybe if you're intimate with somebody, they're not going to be hanging out in the bedroom watching you while you're being intimate with a person. But, you know, in other scenarios, they're they're around. Because I've often wondered, and I don't know, this just came to mind. So for whatever reason, I'm supposed to ask you this. But I remember when Mike passed, you know, I'm not even 50 yet. And I was like, oh. I can't wait to see him someday in heaven, right? It's going to be fantastic. But then I was like, ooh, what if I fall in love and I have another great love? Mm-hmm. And then I go to heaven. Who do I pick? Right. Do I have to pick. <laughs> yeah, I have clients that actually, I have a client that I read last week. She has two deceased husbands who came through. They're nothing alike, two, both two different personalities. And uh, she actually has a third guy there that wasn't her husband. I think it was her boyfriend or, or the guy she was interested in. So there's more a chance of that. And she's in her 50s. But the two ex, uh, not ex-husbands, I'm sorry, they were, well, one was the ex-husband. 
but then the second, the other guy was her husband at the time of his passing. But you know, the same thing is like, yeah, which guy do you go to after you cross over? Right. <laughs> in her, in her case, <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Do you know? Well, you know, it's like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? We'll, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's an obligation that you have to be with a deceased person either once you cross over either. You know, oh. so like just someone was your mom in this lifetime doesn't mean you have to hang out with her if you don't want to hang out with her. Well, she doesn't mm-hmm. want to hang out with you because she feels like, hey, I did my service. See ya. No. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It, it, it takes me back. And I think we talked about this on our magical call, right? That movie, What Dreams May Come. Yeah, great movie. I mean, right. We paint our own heaven. We create our own heaven. And my dad and I always like if there's like something like uh, like a wow or an aha moment or something that we experience together. And we always will do like we'll hit our chest and we'll be like. You know, when I was much younger, we took my little sister to see The Lion King when it first came out on Broadway. And, you know, that was a big deal, right? Like no one could get tickets. It was like people didn't even believe I went. They were like, oh, you can't go to that. And so we have a little snow globe, but of that. And we always, you know, like so that's like I'll have that painted in my heaven. And so we always kind of use that as, you know, in the movie, What Dreams May Come, we'll paint you in. That's how we'll find each other in heaven. So that's really cool. And also, one last question is dreams. So I have had quite a few dreams of my deceased loved one. And are those per se visits is what I've heard? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially when you remember them years later. They were so vivid that you could remember every detail about the dream. Absolutely. They're so vivid. Like one was shortly after he passed and, and, and he was my caretaker. He was my rock. He, I mean, he was a firefighter. So he was that guy. And I would always say, I need you to breathe. And, you know, oh, don't you worry. Nothing's going to happen to me. And, you know, very much my protector. And, and shortly after he passed, I had a dream that I was in the car with a bunch of my girlfriends, like driving down a windy, crazy road. And my car went over the cliff. And literally, like, his hand grabbed the bumper and pulled it back on the street and was like, you're going to be okay. So to me, that was like him letting me know that I am going to be okay and that he is still protecting me up up there, over there, back here, wherever. That was a beautiful dream that I, like, vividly remember from him. And then, like, conversations. I've had, like, phone calls with him, like, in heaven. Like, I know he's on the other side and I'm talking to him on the phone and it's like, I don't want to wake up because I don't want to hang up the phone. And those I really, really remember because it's talking like he, he isn't here, you know? So it's, and those are really beautiful too. So. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Pay attention to those dreams, right? Yeah. And you you thank the loved ones for showing up in those dreams too. Yeah. 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 They've been amazing. And I have passed that on to people. I I don't know who it told me. I don't know when, who, what, when, where, how, but they said those are visits. Yeah. And to embrace them. Absolutely. Yeah. You agree with the visits and the electricity, right? Like a light flicker, you know, like that's a ghost or whatever, right? (laughs) It it depends. The light flickering situation, sometimes it could be that. Sometimes it really could be just a short in the wire too. (laughs) You're like, yeah, all that's like TV shot. (laughs) That's all the stuff from the movies. (laughs) Exactly. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much, Glenn. I know we've been rambling, rambling, rambling. I can talk to you forever. But real you. quick, I will have the show notes in on the podcast so everyone will be able to find you. But for those people that don't want to go back and look at the show notes, how can we find you? Telepathically. No, just <laughs> you just have to close your eyes, count to 10, click your heels together, and stand on your right leg. <laughs> there, you, there you go. They can go to my website, which is named after me. It's www. That's not named after me. <laughs> <laughs> dot Glenn with two N's, Klausner, K-L-A-U-S-N, like Nancy, E-R.com. And uh, they'll find me there. Awesome. So social media? Yeah, I have a Facebook page under the same name. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. I know because I remember, honestly, I was like trying to research you because I'm like, I gotta find, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> Gina, who the heck was that? <laughs> who was that? Yeah, well, thanks to Gina. Who had that life-changing yeah. call for me? Well, I say thank you to Gina Ricci for, you know, having that Zoom call and, and Lori Gregg, who my friend and our mutual friend had, had me just come and hang out and be, I was just there as a support to her. Of them both, actually. And so I thank them for the introduction to, from, to meet you. Right? Yes. Oh, I love it. And I thank you so much, Glenn. You're welcome. Oh, thank I you. was. I was like, oh, my gosh, will you come do my podcast? I've been wanting to have you on forever. So I so, so, so appreciate it. And you guys, reach out to Glenn. Go check out his website because I was even blown away. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, thank you. And as always, you guys, make it an awesome day and much, much love. Much love. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please send me an email at coachnicolewindley.com at gmail.com and have an awesome day.